Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Well, good morning all. It's good to see you. Uh, What a great morning it's been. A lot of fun to celebrate all that we've been able to do this morning. And just buckle in because I'm going to preach for about an hour. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) With all that we have... Uh, we have celebrated today as we start a new series. My comments are going to be a little shorter than normal. Uh, but I am excited that we are kicking off a new series today called the Summer Psalms, which we've been saying is back by popular demand. Uh, this is the third summer that we've done a series called Summer Psalms. And so in our planning, it's just Summer Psalms 2022. <laughs> and because the Psalms are such a great book and uh, we've had a lot of, uh, a significant amount of response when we have done these Summer Psalms series. And there's a lot of Psalms, so we're going to continue to do that. Uh, but yeah, I want to kick it off today excited about this. Uh, as you saw earlier, we, you know, we're doing our best to make it feel like summer in here, uh, even though if it's not super sunny outside. I mean, I tried to embody the whole summer thing with shorts in the first service. You missed that, and I'm thankful. Uh, <laughs> but the book of Psalms has been an incredibly important and very practical book of worship and prayer for the church throughout its history. Uh, It's a very relatable section of scripture, and I love it because we can all find ourselves in its words. We can find ourselves in its cries for helps and in its promises and even in its comforts, and today is no exception. The book of Psalms can touch us so deeply in a very authentic and human way as we watch its authors struggle and suffer and also celebrate uh, I love that it's, it's, it's so real. We've said before in series past that the book of Psalms, you get a real authentic picture of what it looks like for real people to engage with and, and interact with a real God. And in some ways, when they write stuff, you're like, wow, you can't say that to God. <laughs> but we find it in there, and I actually love that part of the Psalms. Uh, it's, so, it's also so significant that in our human experiences, as reflected in the Psalms, that we understand and remember that all of those struggles, the suffering, the joys, uh, and, the, and, the, and the difficulties, uh, we get them all written in the context of God's ability to come through on his promises for our good and our salvation, even if it's kind of messy along the way. So I love that. When we're looking at the Psalms, we have to remember that it's all in the context of God's ability to come through. So I want to encourage you today, uh, as we spend the next several weeks in the book of Psalms, make it a part of your daily routine. Read them, pray them, meditate on these Psalms. That's how they've been used by the Christian community for thousands of years. So as we start the Psalms, uh, I, we've gone over a lot of how the book of Psalms is organized and some of its major themes in previous Summer Psalms series. And so I just want to encourage you, if you want to get a good picture of the organization of the book or some of its major themes as it, at the beginning, to go back to our website and look at those past series that we've done for the past couple of years. Also, uh, each week we put out a, uh, a resource list that includes... A devotional, a discussion podcast that Polly and I, Polly, Holly and I do uh, each week. And we list at the very bottom of that page further resources for study. 
that is all based around the particular week that we're focusing on. So you can go to that resource page tomorrow if, you, if you're interested and study further about the organization and the major themes of the book of Psalms. So today what I want to do is I just want to jump right in to a few specific Psalms to learn from. As we're celebrating all of these things today, we're celebrating baptisms, we're celebrating students that are moving into a new stage of life, we're close to the end of a school year, there's a lot of change and normal rhythm of transition in almost all of our lives. As we think about the transition, Sam and Michelle transitioning off of staff, one of the things I thought it would be really appropriate for us to briefly look at a few psalms that reinforce for us God's faithfulness and dependability especially in the context of lots of change in the, uh, in the month of June for many of us. So near the beginning of the book of Psalms, we have two Psalms that are actually meant to be read together. They're a set, Psalm 4 and Psalm 5. Now, Psalm 4 and Psalm 5 are called, they're Psalms of lament. That is Psalms of crying out and asking God for help. But one of the beautiful things about each of these Psalms is that there's an underlying current about who God is and how we can relate to him. So like I said, Psalm 4 and Psalm 5 should be experienced as a set. They actually pr- provide a basic framework for an evening prayer and a morning prayer. Which again, that kind of practice has been central to Jesus' followers for centuries. So I'm going to read all of Psalm 4 for us this morning. And only some of Psalm 5. Because Psalm 5 is quite a bit longer. So Psalm 4, you can see it on the screen. Says this. Answer me when I call you, O God, who declares me innocent. Isn't that a great way to start a prayer? (laughs) Answer me, God. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? That's a prayer we can relate with these days, isn't it? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace, I lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Isn't that a great prayer? Uh, Like I said, this is a set of psalms that orients us in prayer, and Psalm 4 is the first prayer, and it's an evening prayer. Now, we might expect that the first, uh, first kind of bookend of our day to be a morning prayer. But in the ancient Jewish uh, uh, life, the evening was the start of their new day. In fact, that still happens uh, in Jewish life today. But Psalm 4 was an evening prayer, and it's the first prayer of a new day. And that new day starts when you're about to go to sleep. It's kind of fascinating to think about it that way. Uh, so this set of psalm begins by calling on the Lord as you're about to go to sleep. And what a great way... I love, one of the things I love about this prayer is I love how it begins because if I I really see myself in this psalm, he cries out to God looking for an answer uh, and and maybe you come to the end of the day and you also are full of frustration. (laughs) Maybe you're just a little grumpy or you're tired, you're hungry and you just start by like, God, I'm frustrated. I need you to hear me. I need you to answer this prayer. That's often maybe how we can feel at the end of the day, longing for the hope 
filled morning to come quickly. Do you relate with that? It's clear that the psalmist has challenges in his life. Troubles, he calls them. And for us today, it's helpful to recognize that in the season of change and transition, life can be unknown, can be frightening, and we might come to the end of a day feeling the very same way. God, I need you to answer me. But one of the things I love is as the psalmist begins his prayer, he addresses God as the one who declares me innocent. Or in other translations, that word is translated as righteous, the God who is the righteous one. Now, we would often assume, and in the Old Testament, we often understand the word righteous to be primarily in legal or moral terms. That is, it's the author, most of the time, is making a statement about the character of God, a legal or moral way of talking about him. But this is so beautiful that in, in the Hebrew here, the term that he uses, oh God, the one who declares me righteous, or God the righteous one, it is a relational term. In other words, the psalmist is not praising God for his moral character, although he is that. He's addressing God as the the one who loves him, who knows him, who cares for him personally. He He was addressing God as relationally dependable. Isn't that beautiful? It's a relational word where he's calling out, says, God, I know I've got tons of stuff going wrong. I'm coming at the end of my day and I'm frustrated. I need you to hear me. And the word that he calls God is a word that implies his trust in God's relationship. I know you love me. I know you care for me. And I know you're faithful and dependable no matter what I'm going through. Isn't that Amazing. It's all in the context of this idea of covenant in the Old Testament. That idea where God says, I'm God, and you're going to be my people. And as you get, as you move from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that, that uh, relationship between God and humanity gets more intimate and more intimate until God shows up on earth him, himself in the person of Jesus. God is relationally dependable in any type of change. He's saying, God, I know I've got some things going on in my life. I need your help. And I know you hear me. I know it. I know that you're here for me and for us all. This wasn't just individual, but it was also contextual. Again, God is in relationship not with just one person, but a a whole group of people, all of us. God is relationally dependable and covenantally faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, in this time of new seasons, when you get to the end of the day and you feel tired or worn out in need of answers, this psalm tells us to cry out to God, who acts, uh, who, the one who acts rightly in, rela- in our relationship with him, and he always will. Wow, God is always dependable and faithful. We can count on him all the time. He is the source of the psalmist's trusts that is evident as the, in the later verses as these psalms go on. So, just before he goes to sleep, he gets out his pen and he writes this about God. I love that. There's no need to try to work it out on your own or to take advantage of other people to try to, be, to, to find peace. In fact, he says in Psalm 7 and 8, You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace, I lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. And he ends his prayer by affirming his trust in God uh, 
and he finds this peace in the inner being. And I love it. And that's the beginning. That's, Psalm, that's the first psalm, Psalm 4. That's the nightly prayer. Now we're going to move to Psalm 5. So with that in mind, think about the psalmist having a great night of sleep. And he wakes up refreshed in the morning. And the first thing that he says after Psalm 4 is he says this. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning and listen to my cry for help. My King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. Oh, that's so good. How many of you get up in the morning and wait expectantly for the Lord? I, maybe you do that. Maybe you're super holy and just really great. But I'm just like, I wake up. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's get this day going. Um, so he waits expectantly. And then he kind of orients himself. He says, oh God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence. For you hate all who do evil. You will destroy all those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. And he ends by saying, because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord. Or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. So the new day has dawned and the psalmist begins with this wonderful prayer. He again addresses, addresses the Lord as my king, my God. All these relational terms that communicate loyalty and relationship. And he's, he, they imply this deep trust in the one that he's praying to. Again, there's this dependability and faithfulness of who God is and how he relates to us. And I love it. Recognizing that, he orients himself for the day. And this uh, one commentator I read this week wrote this. He said, as the new day begins, we can draw a line and put ourselves on the right side of relationship with God. Before the day begins to unfold and we even have the first opportunity to squander our time or engage in evil thoughts and conversations or do any evil deed or in general lose our moral courage to stand in relationship with God, this morning prayer sets us on the right path. I love this. Takes us all the way back to Psalm one and two. Psalm one and two set two major themes for the whole book of, of Psalms. One, you can follow the way of what the Psalms call wickedness, or the the life in in which you stand in opposition to relationship with God, or you can follow the way of righteousness, which is a life that is all in in relationship with God. And so, essentially, the psalmist is recognizing this. Waking up, God need you to hear me. I'm going to wait patiently. Oh, I have a choice from this very moment. Am I going to live into the relationship with God or am I going to choose my own way? And the encouragement is live fully into relationship with God, right? Because he's faithful and he's dependable. It is incredible. God's love is unfailing. His faithfulness is unending. His guidance is unerring and his rescue is complete. Thank you, Jesus. And so in the morning and in the evening, as we start this series on the book of Psalms, as we enter into a season of change and transition, as the days brighten and get longer, we anchor ourselves in the reality that even in the midst of our daily troubles, God is faithful, dependable, and he loves us all, and he's with each of us. Amen? What a good reminder for us as we start a new season of life in a lot of different ways. Praise the Lord. Psalm 5, 1, and 1 through 3 again says, O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help. My King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and I wait patiently. Worship team, would you come on back up?
And then he ends by saying, because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. What's so amazing about this passage is if you remember in the Old Testament, the, the place that God's uh, presence resided was in the temple, right? You couldn't get to that place, the holiest of holies, unless you were uh, one of the, the special high priests. And the psalmist is saying, it's not like that now anymore. The invitation is open for a relationship with God. And I, you and me, can enter the house. We can worship at the temple with the deepest awe. Lead me in that way, God. Make your way plain for me to follow. And the beautiful thing is, like we celebrated these two beautiful baptisms today, he did make his way plain to follow in and through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a great morning. Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for the Psalms as we wrestle with struggles and challenge and at the same time recognize your faithfulness and your dependability no matter what. We thank you, God, that you came in the person of Jesus Christ, that you forgave our sins, that you put our sinful nature to death by nailing it on a cross like it tells us in Colossians. We just came through that series. You invite us to brand new life, remade, renewed. Nothing in the way with our relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. God, for these next few weeks and months, I know uh, the beginning of summer is busy with lots of stuff. May we be encouraged and remember what this set of Psalms is telling us this morning, that you are faithful and always dependable. We love you. We pray in your name.